flagship episode of GMA, Confessions of a Digital Grandmother. I'm Holly Snap. Pull up a chair and let's get acquainted. For the digital part, I am a recent graduate of Clark State Community College with an associate's degree in business through the graphic design program, and I'm also a current student in the new media program. For the grandparent part, I have nine grandchildren going on ten. And no, I'm not that old. My offspring are just busy. We have five of them between us, my husband and I. We also have three elderly parents, two dogs, two cats, a hamster, and a partridge in a pear tree. Confession, there's no partridge. I made that part up. I sometimes do that because I'm also a storyteller, a writer, mostly of fiction. Another confession. I come to the grandparenting gig somewhat reluctantly. I see all of my friends raising grandchildren, and by that I mean all of my friends that have grandchildren are either raising them outright or providing free full-time daycare. Me? No. Mind you, I like kids. I like them best when they're in the terrible twos and threes because that's when they're the most entertaining. They're like little Tasmanian devils. Nobody who has even one toddler needs television or a home gym. Which is good, since nobody with a toddler has time for television or a home gym. Toddlers are hilarious, right up until they vomit in your purse. You know what I like? Visits. Bring on the grand spawn. Bring the little devils, the little tempests, and their teapots right on over. And then go stand over there while I barricade the door so their parents can't escape. Why we can't have nice things. The main reason I don't babysit is we have reached a point in life where we can finally have things. Maybe not nice things, but some things. When my spawn were spawn, all my things were boxed up in the basement. And people said to me, you have to teach them to leave things alone. And I went, "Uh uh-huh. But what I thought then and continue to think is that it's easier to teach them when they're old enough to fully understand directives like don't pour eggnog in the stereo. Years later, my house is no longer Tasmanian devil proof. We got a flat screen TV for Christmas last year, and I took one look at that shiny new setup, and I didn't imagine Game of Thrones in high def glory, oh no. Instead, I pictured Jacob, the grand spawn who killed a vintage royal typewriter. I don't know if you're familiar with older typewriters, but this machine was built in the 1940s. I keep it because aesthetically, it appeals to both my writerly and my artistic soul. And also, since it weighs about 30 pounds, I figure it might come in handy sometime for home defense. I'm pretty sure that typewriter weighs more than Jacob the Destroyer too, but somehow that child killed that typewriter. In less than two minutes unsupervised, he managed to jam the keys so tightly, no amount of prying even by my husband can set them free. And if you look up brute force on Wikipedia, there's a picture of my old man. Confession, I made that up too. My husband's not in Wikipedia. He should be though. So anyway, we got the TV and we got it set up and then we bought a kit to strap that sucker down. It looks ready for a trip across the high seas. It should be safe that way, right? And here's an analog coping tip because it wasn't so safe. It's because I have grandchildren that I now know rubbing alcohol takes Sharpie marker off a big screen TV. 
Use the softest microfiber cloth you can find. Some scratching might still occur, and alcohol or ammonia will mess up an anti-glare coating big time. But for an ordinary screen, this knowledge can save a grand spawn's life. And now for a digital coping tip. I'm not that old, but here's another confession. Sometimes I forget my grandchildren's names. Yeah, yeah, I know, bad grandma. And that's just a start because I always forget birthdays. There are just too many of them. And at first I tried to use calendars to keep track, but success was minimal because while at some point I would look and see that Evangeline's birthday was on the 11th, I would completely fail to understand that today is the 11th. Then one day, ta-da, I discovered Google Calendar. Not only a calendar, but a personal assistant because brace yourself for this. You can train Google Calendar to send you a text message or an email. This is called setting an alert. And here's how you do it. First you go to your Google Calendar and click on the day of the event you need to remember. Say Saturday, September 20th. An event window opens and at the bottom in blue it says edit event. Click that. Give your event a title like Jacob's birthday. Click repeat and then yearly since that's how often birthdays normally occur. Then click done. Now go down to where it says reminders, no reminders set. Click add a reminder. Now you can choose to receive a pop-up, an email, or an SMS reminder. Use the drop-down box to select the time frame that works for you. You can even set more than one reminder for the event. Now before you can use text alerts, you have to give Google your cell information. After years of using Google services, I have not personally had a single problem with them bothering me unless I asked them to, but as always, use your own best judgment. To set up your cell information, go to the top right of the Google Calendar screen and click the little gear symbol. Then choose Settings. When that page opens, click Mobile Setup at the top. Enter your information and follow the on-screen directions to verify your number. This process is designed so that other people can't use G services to pester you, so it's a small price to pay. Once you've verified, you can set up your text alerts to your heart's content. In conclusion, the challenges of grandmahood in the digital age. Hey, it could be worse. That old royal shares a shelf with the hamster. But remind me later and maybe I'll tell you what happened to my home gym. So until next time, keep a smile handy and remember when things get epic, you're allowed to send the grand spawn home.